Merry Christmas. There we go. How's everybody doing? Good? Right on. My, uh, I got to tell you this story before I get going. Uh, yesterday, my daughter came and got in bed with us, and she goes, Dad, it's Christmas. <laughs> I'm trying to wake up, and I don't even remember what time it was when she came in and did that, but I'm like, no, honey, today's Christmas Eve. She goes, what's that? And I go, that means Christmas is tomorrow. She goes, oh. So this morning, she comes in, and she's like, today's Christmas. And I go, how do you know? And she goes, because with those socks out there have all kinds of toys in them. And so she was like, she totally knew it was. My son was laying in bed over there, and she's like, Josiah, it's Christmas. And he goes, oh, and he goes back to bed. <laughs> she's like, anyway. But um, here's how I want to start this morning. I just, uh, one of the things about being a pastor at Cornerstone that I've always tried to do is I've always tried to be honest with you about everything. And uh, so this morning, I just wanted to be honest with you about something that's going on uh, that took place in my life. Um, uh, Friday, um, I had a pedicure. <laughs> don't, don't clap. My wife's here. Don't clap for that. <clears throat> now, here's what happened. My wife has always told me, Todd, your feet are so gross. And so I'm like always looking at her, you know, and so I said, yeah, but I, I bought the pet egg. And she's like, maybe your feet are way past the pet egg. I mean, she's just like, you got to do something about those feet. And so I'm like listening to her. And so finally this year I broke down. And, and so I sit down with her. I'm like, hey, you know what, Friday, I'm going to take you out to lunch and we're going we're gonna to do something special. Anyway, so she didn't know what it was. And finally she's getting frustrated. She goes, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, we're going to get pedicures together. <laughs> she looks at me and she's all like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, we'll go. And so she takes me over, you know, I'm thinking, oh, let's go to the valley, you know, we can go over the hill. <laughs> so we walk into this one, and she chose the one right next to the habit. I don't know if you know where that one's at. It was Cornerstone Central. <laughs> And I'm like walking in there and all these people, hey, what are you doing? Ah, uh, nothing, you know, just lunch with my wife, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so a few people busted us. And, and so finally it was time to go in and do this thing. And I entered into the holy of holies of womandom. <laughs> and you can just tell these women are looking at me like, what are you doing here? get in there, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and they put my feet in this water, and I hate people touching my feet, and, and then, you know, my wife says to me one thing, she goes, look, I don't care what you get, but have them get rid of your calluses. I don't know what that means. I didn't know at a beauty, like, place, nail place, they have power tools. I was like, shut up, look at this. Oh, and that poor little girl that had to work on my feet. I'm looking down at her, and she's looking up at me like, really, dude? You're going to defile with these feet. I tell you that story because isn't it crazy the extent we'll go to when we love somebody? Huh? Huh? See, none of you in this room, if you ever came up to me and said, hey, let's go get a pedicure, I would say, you don't understand. I had to check my man card in at the front 
and I'm never going to get to go back to Wyoming after people find out this. <laughs> but I did it because I really do love my wife. I wanted to, I was trying to think through, and you know, like at Christmas time, and I know some of you women are like, that's all you gave her was a pedicure. You know, it's like, you didn't understand my feet. Um, <laughs> but I just, I wanted to do something that really did say, I love you. And you all are like this, and you know you're like this, is that when you go out to buy gifts around Christmas time, you know what I'm saying, you're trying to buy these gifts for people that you truly do love. Now, the crazy part about it is you buy those gifts, and especially when it's for kids, you know this, you come in, you've thought through it, you've put the paper on, everything looks beautiful. And when kids get those gifts, it's just like, ah, you know, onto the next one, and it's just absolute craziness. And you're looking at them going, hey, go tell your grandma thank you. Go tell grandpa thank you. Make sure you appreciate them, because in the middle of all of it, those little rugrats, man, those little reprobates, in a weird way, they don't even understand this concept of gift. But what I really think is the case when it comes to Christmas time is I don't think we understand the amazing gift what God gave us in his son. See, there's this amazing verse that we probably all learned when we were little kids, and it's John 3, 16. For God, in this way, loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. See, the first statement up there, you got to understand this, is that the reason God did what he did is at the core of who he is, man, he's the greatest lover of all time. I don't mean weird, awkward, romanticized lover. I mean like just somebody who's passionate. And the thing that he gave, he says, in this way, God loved the world. He, he gave to a group of people. The Bible even says in there that, look, you know, we could care less about him in so many ways. In fact, Jesus, it says he came to his own, but his own didn't even recognize him and even in a way rejected him. But yet there's this passion and this heart within who God is that he truly does love this world. And what he did is that, that next statement in there, he gave he, with all of his heart, chose to in this amazing act because he loves all of us so incredibly. He could have given anything, but the thing that he gave is he gave his one and only son. Now think about this, especially those of you that have this concept of giving something so great. He could have chosen anything to give us, but the only thing that he could give us that would matter is he gave us his son. He wrapped him all up in flesh. He had him born on the side of us a little town in the middle of the Middle East to a 12 or 13-year-old girl. Can you imagine that? God looked down from heaven and said, I'm gonna give my son to a 12 or a 13-year-old. <laughs> 14, 15-year-old guy. And nobody even recognized it, but into this world came Jesus. It says, and they're also... The amazing part about this gift is that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. See, the thing about this gift is that God is sitting there and he's holding it out. The reality of this gift is he gave it to everyone, whoever. That means it doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic condition. It doesn't matter anything. God in heaven chose and he, he decided to give to this world his son and he's handing his son out to everyone saying, look, if you believe in him, you can have eternal life. You will not perish. Now, the, th the thing about this gift that's so important to understand 
That word believe is key here. We're not talking like your little kids that you forced to go say thank you to grandma and grandpa. We're talking about believe just being blown away by this reality. Oh my gosh, I can't believe what God's given me. See, the reality of all of us in this room, if you're someone who's not a follower of Jesus, you need Jesus. Because the idea of perishing is that you're separated from God. Our sin has separated us from God, and that's the reality of why Jesus came to earth. In fact, if you look at the next verse, John 3, 17, he's gonna explain to us a little bit more of why this Jesus came to us. So in John 3, 17, he says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. In other words, the first time he came, he didn't come as a means of judgment. He actually says, but the world that we should be, the world should be saved through him. See, the name Jesus even speaks of salvation. It speaks of saving his people. He goes on, he says, the one who believes in him won't be condemned. What do you mean? Because to offend a holy and eternal God requires a holy and eternal punishment. But the one who does not believe, the one who does not see Jesus for how amazing he is has been condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. So I don't know where any of you are at today, but an amazing gift is being offered to you, those of you that don't know Jesus. God the Father who loved you, who created you, who formed you inside of your mom is right now offering you Jesus to believe in him, to be blown away by him, to be blown away by the gift that you can have a right relationship with God. And today, if anybody would want to, I'd love to talk with you how you can know Jesus Christ. But let me talk to the rest of you that know Jesus. Have you ever watched kids on Christmas? Like my daughter today was this little dynamo that you couldn't control. She was waking everybody up. She's bouncing off the walls. And then my son finally gets the whole idea of Christmas. He comes out in his stocking. He's just loaded with stuff. And he takes it and he starts dumping it like this. And he's looking at me going, no way. And everything, he's rifling through. And it's just, my daughter looks at me, and she comes and sits on my lap, and she goes, I love Christmas. <laughs> Why are Christians such poopy people? You ever thought about that? Of anybody on this planet to know that we got the best gift of all time, we got Jesus Christ in the flesh who came. He took our place, absorbed the wrath, died for us, and then three days later was risen from the grave. And when he rose from the grave, he conquered death. And those of us that know Jesus now face a reality that on the other side, after we die, there is now no condemnation for us. And the only thing waiting for us is a perfect relationship with God in heaven for eternity. So today, I'm about ready to bring the worship team up to sing here. I'm tempted to stay up here and watch all of your faces. And if anybody looks sour, I'm going to start over. <laughs> we should sing this song like people who are excited about who we are and what we have. Don't be that spoiled little kid that, oh, man, 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 go tell, man. 
Today's the day to be blown away by the love of God. This morning I woke up and I was just praying and I, and I came back into the room and my son kind of woke up and he goes, Daddy, what were you doing? And I go, I was just praying. I was praying that I'd understand how much Jesus loves us. And he kind of sat there for a second and he goes, okay, I hope you get it. And he went back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you get it today. I hope you get how amazing Jesus is. I hope you get how amazing it is to be forgiven. I hope you get how amazing it is that God loves us. I hope you get how amazing it is that he doesn't just love us, but those of us that know Jesus, we're his kids. I hope you get how amazing it is that one day Jesus is coming back. I hope you get how amazing it is that we as Christians are the most privileged people on the planet. Amen? All right, now, whoa, whoa, whoa. Save your energy. Okay, now I'd like everybody to stand up. Come on, I'm going to pray for you. Now, we're about ready to sing. Now, it's most Christmas music, you don't dance to it. But let's sing like we honestly believe who we are as followers of Jesus, all right? God, help us right now as we sing. Would you help us to sing with all of our voice, Father, with all of our heart? Would you truly help us to, to understand and realize the amazing love of Jesus Christ, please? In your precious name we pray, amen. Amen.